All right. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. I hope you knew that because this is the only way to actually get this in your ear holes is to actually be on some sort of podcast app. I suppose you could do it the old fashioned way and download the MP3 and play it in QuickTime player or something like that. Maybe, maybe you could be, you would need some sort of technological device though. Yes, that's true. We're, we're not, we're not making cassette tapes of this. Vinyl? <laughs> we're not putting those on vinyl or on CD. CD. Did you know that, um, I think it's 2021, vinyl actually outsold compact discs. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, we've come full circle. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Like yeah, I'm waiting. For, well, vinyl is. Vinyl is a flat circle as well. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Michael. And this is Dad Pods. We're an unofficial Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, so, uh, this is a momentous occasion for us. Sure is. We have come to the end of our ranking. Not the end of our podcast. We're going to continue to talk about all kinds of stuff. We've still got to talk about the Eternals, which fits somewhere in the bottom probably third yeah. of the rankings. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, upcoming Disney stuff, Disney Plus shows that are coming out, um, upcoming movies. We've got a movie that's coming out in like two months, uh, Doctor Strange movie, which we're going to talk about in our Marvel MCU news and notes, which we could just kind of go into, right? Right, let's do it. So the first thing, um, anybody that freaked out last month when your favorite Marvel Netflix show left Netflix, mm -hmm. fear not, fear not, fear not. It is uh, it being revived. Everything's going over the Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, three sixteen. So shows like uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Defenders. If if you're the one sort of really big Iron Fist fan out there, they're all going to be there. And Agents of Shield, yeah. which was a kind of a a minor thing. I think that had been over on Hulu. Uh, yeah, I think it was there. It or was it definitely was on Netflix. Netflix. It was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Okay. But yeah, so that one bumped over to Disney Plus too. I think this is just Disney sort of consolidating everything. Yeah. Doing a little bit of cleanup. Yeah. Um, but it does it does lead you to believe that if they do revive any of those characters, um, it's going to be on Disney Plus. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to do this dark thing and maybe we'll put it over on Hulu. Yeah. Um, uh, probably not related. Are probably extremely related. Uh, Disney Plus is going to start to have start to have parental controls. Hmm. Uh, uh, very you're appropriate. Gonna, you're going to need it for Jessica Jones. You're going to need it for Punisher. You're probably going to need it for Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil is pretty violent. Um. So, continuation of last week's news and notes when we talked about uh, the Super Bowl uh, ad for uh, Doctor Strange. There's all kinds of rumors flying around of how many. Uh, actors are going to have cameos in this in this movie. We've got there's a there's a big Tobey Maguire as Spider Man type rumor. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is supposed to be in this movie. Uh, we're supposed to get Captain Carter from What If in this movie too. I don't even know if that's that may have been confirmed or I'm not even sure if it's been confirmed or not. Those ones really surprised me because from the trailer alone we know that some elements from What If are coming over. And I really thought that what if existed in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. That looked like the initial intent, but 
Nope. Everything's integrated. Guess it always yeah. was. I guess so. So anything that I guess happened in what if has happened in the multiverse somewhere. Right. So it's we're just gonna maybe maybe they just kind of pick and choose what they're gonna bring in. Like I doubt very seriously we're ever going to see an MCU zombies movie. No, that's not happening. Yeah, that because because I am I'm sick and tired of the undead. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, we really what is really strange. Pop culture went through its vampire phase. So like, many vampires. Many, so many, vampires. many vampires. Yeah. To the point that like vampire now is is, is parody. Like if you what we do in the shadows is really funny. Super funny. Yeah. It's super funny. Um, but it's not vampires, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a goofy office style version of vampires. Right. But it's hilarious. Anybody, you guys should watch it. But, right. But and then maybe, we did, we went through all the zombies to the yeah. point where we've had parody zombies. If you've seen the TV show I Zombie, mm-hmm. that's a creator of, uh, oh, Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Times. Yeah. Yeah. And they also had a parody zombie movie like 10 years ago, which is great. I think we even covered it. Um, when we were doing comedy movies, but but Shaun of the Dead is wonderful. True. Um, you'd think that you'd think a, a parody of a, of something would just stop with something, right? From like rolling out, but I think I think The Walking Dead is still on TV. It is, and apparently it's not very good anymore. <laughs> I have I uh, admission dad mission right here. I've never seen an episode of The Walking Dead. Oh, I actually neither have I. So <laughs> there we go. Double, double dad mission. So here's a question for you, Shane. We've done zombies. We've done uh, vampires. What's the next trend to hit Hollywood? Yeah, I don't know. They've done werewolves too. I don't know if they've done werewolves successfully. Yeah, we've not seen the big werewolf. There was like a werewolf in one of those Twilight movies. Right. There was a Jack Nicholson Michelle Pfeiffer movie. Yeah, well, not on Jack Nicholson, but yeah, the, the abs on the other werewolf guy. But <laughs> right, I was going to talk about the Jack Nicholson Michelle Pfeiffer movie. I think called uh-huh. Wolf. Yeah, never saw that. Yeah, if you're thinking about abs and Jack, Jack Nicholson, uh, there's a there's an awful uh, viral picture of him eating a sandwich on a float shirtless. It's <laughs> it's it's as awful as you as you think it is. But uh, yeah, there was that movie that wasn't very good. No, um, yeah, they they've really struggled with werewolf movies. Um, they try to they try to do a, a Frankenstein movie every five or six years. That's yep. one of those that I think the best Frankenstein movie is Doc, is uh, the the Mel Brooks version. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I just don't know that there's going to be. That's one of those where parody just like it should have stopped and they just right. stopped making you know Frankenstein movies. Yep. Um, I don't know. They they they've, done, they've made lots of bad money movies, or a couple of good ones, but. Well, the funny thing about the mummy movies, like the, the one that was pretty good is the Brendan Fraser one. The first one. Yeah, the first one, of course. The second one is atrocious. Uh, yeah. The first one's pretty good. I understood it was called The Mummy. I never recognized it as supposed to be a reboot of the mummy, you know, wrapped in right. toilet paper mummy. Exactly. Exactly. He was just a, a, a guy that was... I mean, yes, it's in Egypt, but it yeah. seemed like he was a dude. Yeah, he seemed like he was a magic dude. He didn't seem like he was, you know mummified corpse yeah mummy never really that scary to me that yeah it's really hard like once you're mummified you're pretty stiff yeah you're not you're not running around 
and you're wrapped up. They don't just wrap up individual legs. I think they wrap them both together. Yeah. That's, yeah. You're going to have to hop. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool visual for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, somebody wrapped up in toilet paper. It just looks like they, you know, if you've ever seen anybody walk out of a, of a public bathroom with toilet paper hanging from their foot, yeah. you understand that that guy can't be cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure what the next Hollywood trend will be. I don't know either. But it's a certain. I don't think it's going to be zombies. I think yeah. zombies are done. Yep. One hundred percent. We can. There's maybe some monsters that we can kind of revisit later. But <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, we've reached the end of our journey. The end. We've been the, ranking these. We've been ranking the MCU movies for almost a year, hasn't it been? Yeah, it's been quite some time. Yeah, so uh, we are on our last one. This is uh, uh, the, the entire kit and caboodle. Yep. Here we are, Avengers End Game. Mm-hmm. So uh, my recap is going to definitely go over a minute. All right. I don't, I don't know why I'm cracking my knuckles out in front of me like a like I would if I were going to be. You know, playing piano or typing but always try it ready three two one and go all right thanos has wiped out half of all living things the remaining avengers find and attack Thanos, only to learn that he has destroyed the infinity stone Thor beheads him for good measure five years later scott lang is released from the quantum realm by a rat in a storage facility he informs black widow and cap that he has not been gone for five years, but only five hours. Quantum! They plan a time heist and get the band back together. They track down Tony, Hulk, Clint, Thor, and all their various levels of retirement from the vengeance. Added to Nebula, Rhodey, and Rocket, we have our core team that plans to go back in time to retrieve the various infinity points. Tony figures out how to control the pin particles and travel back through time and space. Thor and Rocket retrieve the reality stone from Asgard and the plot of Thor 2, right before Thor's mom's death. Thor also retrieves Wormir. Nebula and Rhodey get the Power Stone in two th- from 2014 from Star-Lord, but Nebula is waylaid by 2014 Thanos. Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, and Ant-Man go back to the Battle of New York, where three stones are. Cap gets the Mind Stone, Hulk gets the Time Stone, but learns about alternate timelines, and Iron Man and Ant-Man fail to retrieve the Space Stone. Aside, Loki takes the Space Stone, creating an alternate timeline and explored, explored in the Loki Disney Plus series. So Cap and Iron Man go back to the 70s, where the Space Stone from S.H.I.E.L.D. and some more pin particles from Hank Pym. Finally, Natasha and Clint head to Morag to retrieve the Stole Stone, and Natasha sacrifices herself in the Soul for Soul exchange. With all the stone, stones, Hulk snaps to reverse the Thanos snap just before 2014 Thanos uses the Nebula's time travel device to come to the future and blow Avengers base into oblivion. The big huge fight highlighted by Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America fighting Thanos, Cap wielding Mjolnir, and the return of all the blipped out heroes joining the fight against Thanos' forces. Captain Marvel joins the fight and kicks some major butt, and Iron Man keeps Thanos from using the stones by using them himself, which sadly kills our original MCU hero. Thanos is destroyed and the universe is saved. After returning all the stones back to their proper times, Captain America does not come back through the time portal, but rejoins Sam as an old man and hands over his shield to the Falcon. The film ends with a flashback to Steve Rogers 
getting his dance with his one true love, Peggy Carter. Very good. Yeah, two and a half minutes. That was two and not, a half. Not, my, not my 60 second uh, recap, but this, this deserved that. Oh yeah, it's the two and a half minute, 60 second recap. Exactly. Whew. I can't talk for a minute, so you're gonna have to go. Yeah, so Whew. this, what a movie. Mm-hmm. This of all the movies was one that you really had to see in the theaters. Yeah, people, I mean, people cheered at like 17 different moments in this film. Yeah, and the shock, the absolute shock, like we knew it would open. There was almost assuredly had to be a way to bring everyone back. And it feels like it when they start off the movie where they're going to go get Thanos. Mm -hmm. And when it opens and then it's gone. And then the shock of seeing Thanos' head fall off. Yeah. Followed immediately by the words five years later was just palpable you could feel the tension in the room yeah if you hadn't done any sort of um, uh, research before going into this movie you kind of like went in blind like you had seen infinity war you had seen captain marvel you had seen everything but you kind of just went in and just that would have been shocking you know you you might think oh they're gonna they're gonna fight thanos right away and there's gonna be a different bad guy right for endgame right it's gonna be like you know, there's going to be a different one and, you know, we're going to defeat Thanos in the beginning and then, oh, something else happens because of what we did and we're going to have Infinity Stones. It's going to be crazy, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's not what we do. We, we, we have actual consequences to, to, the, to the actions, which is uh, a welcome. It was really welcome and it, very surprising at the time. Uh, thankfully, by seeing it in theaters, hopefully opening weekend, you didn't get anything spoiled. This... Right above almost all of the other movies you really didn't want spoiled at the time. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the movie doesn't work if it's spoiled. In fact, I've rewatched it many times and obviously I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Still holds up, but mm-hmm. wow, what a treat. This was, this at the time was a huge treat to see not knowing anything about what was going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, so let's get into our dad's relation. So this was from Infinity War, if you remember back. You know, Dr. Strange has that moment where he's sort of, sort of viewing different alternate futures Yes. Uh, using a time stone. Uh, so this was the one chance, right? That he sort of sees, this is the, the one thing that had to happen mm-hmm. um, for them to come out on top. What was the most random thing that had to happen for, for this to come to fruition, right? Was it the Black Widow sacrifice? She sacrifices right. herself. Very sad moment. Iron oh, Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Nebula ends up shooting herself, mm-hmm. but not not suicide. Uh, um, Captain Marvel kind of gets there at a really important point in that battle at the end that I'm not so sure they don't just get wiped out within the next you know four or five minutes. Right. They kind of needed her to destroy the big sh- uh, Thanos' ship. Um, because it was just, it was pummeling our heroes below. Right. Um, you have, do you have a vote for, for this? I have, I have my vote. Do you have one? Do you agree with my, my vote? Uh, so I, I think the clear thing that needed to happen, which is why it happened that way, is Dr. Strange made sure that Tony Stark lives, right? Like that's why right. he willingly hands out the time stone. Tony has to live. And I think that's the, the deal he makes with Thanos. And so that's that allows Tony to later on figure out the secrets of time travel and right. leads to, to where we go. 
he sure. might have also said other things too, like, hey, and how about you make sure Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff live? So yeah. I will go back to that. One thing about uh, Morag, you have to sacrifice someone that you love. Right. And now this is a platonic love, but we, they, they happen to send two characters who love each other. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work if Rocket and say, Rhodey go there because they don't know anything about each other. Right, so they're probably not going to be able to get the stone. Exactly. Right. Um, uh, my vote for the most random thing that, that happens is that rat just happens to walk over the time machine mm-hmm. in, the, in the warehouse, and that releases Scott Lang, and then they, they can learn about time travel. Otherwise, yep. Scott Lang might be just continually stuck in the quantum realm. Yep. For years and years and years and years. That rat is the MVP. Um, given just given the randomness of that, weren't there more like options where that happened, or was this the only time where Tony Stark did? So I think that here's the thing: there actually might have been other timelines where a rat walked over, or something mm-hmm. went over. Maybe a security guard instead happens to hit it right. because all you need is that that button to get hit. They didn't have a lot of security on the controls for the time machine because they didn't think they needed it. Mm-hmm. They assumed it was something that they were going to operate at all times. So I, I do think that that happens quite a bit. That now the other things though, that, that might've been random, random bits of things that happened, didn't happen this, this one time they happened other times where Tony happened to live. I don't know. Let, let's, let's see a lot happens with the timing. Times, yeah. There's clearly times where there's gotta be a possible world where Dr. Strange hands over the time stone. Thanos gets his snap, you know, half hour later, or however long it takes him to get to Earth through the portal and does all his stuff with the bad guys. But then there's a time where Tony goes to dust, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say that's only half the times. Half the other times he still lives. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. maybe in one of those times, Scott gets dusted. Right. Right. So any time where Scott get dust, gets dusted, we don't get all the events that we need to right. enable time travel. So you need both of them to live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You need you need. Well, there's probably there's a there's a time where Tony lives and Hank Pym lives. Right. Like that would be better. Than right. Having Scott like because Hank can just make more pin particles. Right. And they could do an infinite amount of these things. Ah, but the problem is if Hank lives. Scott just comes right out. He has no notion that time travels differently <laughs> within the quantum realm. He needed to be trapped for five years. Because remember, Scott, and also Hank Pym lives. He's not the one going to Avengers headquarters and tell them, hey, you could use this because, you know, Hank's kind he of a jerk. Like yeah. He doesn't like him. Yeah. And, but here's a question. So Janet yes. was trapped in the quantum realm for what? 20 years? Yes. 15 years? She aged normally. She sure did. So that's interesting. That, that is interesting. <laughs> now, I have an explanation. <laughs> What's that explanation? So, so number one, quantum. Quantum. Uh, quantum, yeah. Yeah, quantum can do anything. The other thing we know is the quantum realm has lots of different areas, inroads, off-roads. Depending on okay. where you go in the quantum realm, that changes the that's, you're, you're absolutely right. Because she was in a space, I think, where... where things worked a little differently. Right, she intentionally went there, if we right. remember, because it was about to change again. She went there to be found, because she, right. they didn't have the magic uh, Tony Stark uh, GPS mm-hmm. for the quantum realms. They just yeah. had to find her at the right place in time. Right. So 
and this is something that, that so this is going to get into our time travel coordinates. We've got a whole section on this. Yes. So as I was reading my that my my recap, I thought about something. So they all have only one time travel thing to come back. Yes. Time particle. Nebula comes back normal. Bad yes. nebula. Yes. But then later on, she's able to bring the the uh, uh, the big giant ship back. Yes. How did that happen? Ah, I have an answer to that. What is the answer to that? This was clearly shown. The Pym particles are given to Thanos, mm -hmm. right? They took it from Good Nebula. You right. see them holding it. What you don't see, there's this whole sequence <laughs> then, where it was given to one of his uh, members of his Dark Legion, right? And they figures out how to make more Pym particles. They don't know how to come back to the right point in time, but they do know how to make more of them. They okay. give the original thing back to Bad Nebula, you don't know how long it was until Bad Nebula takes the place because when they hit the button, you could spend as much time as you want in the other timeline and then you sure. still show up in the right place in time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so time travel. Time, time travel. Tra time travel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so could, could you have, so Nebula creates this whole problem, right? Mm -hmm. With... Uh, with uh, going back to to uh, not Morag, but uh, the other planet where they were, yeah. where they found the power stone, and she gets, and they're in the same galaxy apparently as Thanos was, right, at the time. Now, had she gone back to one of the other, like, options, does that screw over everything too, like where where the other Nebula, they share a consciousness kind of thing. It seems like it. So the Wi-Fi range on the Nebula network seems kind Pretty of infinite. Wide. Yeah. Pretty wide. So like there would have there would have been the same problem had she gone to the Asgard, for example. Right. Just a different year, right? Just a different year. Yeah. So that, that, and I, and I did actually go and I did actually go through the uh, the uh, the actual MCU timeline, mm -hmm. not not the release stuff timeline, but the actual like official word thing. Right. So. The, the 2014 where Guardians of the Galaxy first takes place takes place later than any of these other places that they go back in time to. Mm, okay. So the Battle of New York, 2004, you know, any of those things, um, Asgard. Right. Um, so there's going to be a bad nebula out there for all of those things. Right. So as long as the, her Wi-Fi range network is, 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 is what it is, uh, they would probably still have trouble. But I, I, I was thinking, I was like, did they just screw up just because they sent her to this planet, which was really close to where, you know, because Thanos was looking for stones at that time. Right. Like if they had gone back to Asgard and just swapped her and Rocket, right. like, do they have the same problem? Potentially not. I guess the one thing is, so what could have been better by sending her earlier in time is maybe she doesn't have the same implants. Bad Nebula doesn't, so it doesn't right. connect the same way because you don't know what order she got the implants in. Right. You also don't know how powerful Thanos' army is at that point in time. By 2014, he's got a pretty good one. On the flip side, you've got a Gamora in 2014 who's on the verge of flipping right. because she does. We know it's going to happen within the course of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. That was probably the best time to get it back anyway. So. Yeah. Um, Captain America totally screws up time travel, right? A bit. Yeah, because he just goes back in time. He's like, you know what? 
I don't want to go back to where I'm supposed to be. I'm just going to hang out here in the 1940s. Yes. And find my ex-girlfriend, old girlfriend. Yeah. And live my life. Which he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't want to tell Sam about it. No, doesn't want to tell him. So- nope, not going to tell you about that. Yep. Don't think I will. Don't think I will. Um, but uh, so does he have a social security number? No, not at all. <laughs> fingerprints, any of that stuff? You know, because like they take all that stuff when you go into the army. So we had to, you know, stay completely clear of all that. Right. True. He's so currently frozen on ice. True. So he's got that sort of paradox. True. <laughs> yeah, a lot and, of things. And he is the most noble and perfect hero that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Right. And he decides to spend the next 75 years without interfering in the world. That's a problem. I think I have an explanation. Seems out of, seems but out of character. Th- that does seem out of character. Okay. Uh, what other problems? He knew, he knew that Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Did yes. Yep. Okay. Um, 9-11 happened. True. Presumably in the MCU. Um, bad stuff. Like Tony's parents. Mm-hmm. They got killed by Bucky. He could have helped Bucky out earlier. Right? I'm sure could have. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Do you want to hear my explanation for I do want to hear you all of those things? Yeah. We have established uh, Hulk says this. Smart, smart Hulk says, you go back, you change it, you kill baby Thanos, and you come back to your time. All the stuff already happened, right? You killed mm-hmm. baby Thanos. I think what Professor Hulk's trying to explain to us is when you go back and change things, you're, you're creating a new timeline from there. Yeah. When, when you go back to your current timeline, all of those things already happened. You, you can't undo them. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened, happened. Mm-hmm. So all you've done is create another timeline. So here's my explanation. When, when our Steve Rogers goes back in time to live with Peggy, he's not going back to his time. Yes, he he's creating a new timeline there. In that timeline, he might've changed a whole bunch of things. He could have, you know, make sure the U.S. doesn't go into Vietnam, for example. He makes sure at that point in time that uh, it, they find Bucky. We don't know about any of those things because that happens in another movie that might not ever get made. <laughs> so that, that place is all great. And then he comes back to his regular timeline, not through the regular portal, somewhere mm-hmm. else, and then he goes to the bench. Yeah. Okay. That is my explanation. Um, here's, here's one that you can't explain away. I think this is a mistake. Yeah. Um, when Cap goes back in time, he's got the he's got a briefcase with the Infinity Stones, yes. and he's got Mjolnir. He doesn't have the shield. The sure shield doesn't. got the shield got the, the the crap beaten out of it by Thanos in that fight. It's like mm-hmm. half a shield now, yep. and yep. you know all that. Um, why when Cap goes back in time? It's frozen on ice for like 75 years and then does all the things that Captain America did from you know, 2010 on to now. Yeah. Um, how does he give that to, how, how does he give that shield to Cap? Uh, well, clearly what must have happened when Cap <laughs> goes back to live with Peggy Carter, he also finds Howard Stark at the time. He's like, hey, can, hey, can make, you make me another shield? I'm there you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I know you don't have any vibranium. Yes. Can you make me another shield? Well, Again, undoing all the wrongs of the past. He finds Ulysses' claw, takes that vibranium, takes a little bit off the top just so he can make another shield and then gives the rest back to Wakanda. Fair enough. 
Um, also, what the hell is Thanos' sword weapony thing he made of? That yeah, thing, that yeah. thing just—it's like it's just like making a dent in, in, a, in a cut through the, the vibranium shield every thrust. I mean, I think you know Thanos is certainly strong, right. but if yeah. if if we are to believe that vibranium is like the strongest thing that we've come across thus far, mm-hmm. it should have made his sword turn to nothing, right? Well, what if his sword's made of vibranium? Okay. <laughs> well, the, first of all, we have no idea what it's made of. Thanos, space guy, way more advanced technology than anything we've seen on Earth. Vibranium is just the best thing that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So, so Captain America went back to another timeline. And yep. how did he get back to this timeline? Some other way back. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot more pin particles. He could have just, you know. He you has know, Howard Stark. Time. After Peggy dies, he could have come back to this one. Right. So not only does he have that, he also has Howard Stark. He could probably keep Howard Stark alive. Again, knowing all these things like, hey, man, don't drive your car on this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Winter Soldier, those events don't happen. Mm-hmm. Howard Stark plus Tony Stark working together could figure out a way for him to travel back without yeah. returning to the original portal. Yeah. these are And guys, these are all questions that are not really, you know, not important. <laughs> Those are not important. These are stupid time travel questions. And 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 if I put on my, you know, we've used uh, Shane the philosopher uh, a couple of times uh, on this podcast. Uh, Shane the philosopher will tell you, time travel probably doesn't make logical sense. No. Uh, at all. So it might just be something like a what what we call like a logical impossibility. Something like, you know, you can say the words, I saw a round square today. That doesn't make any sense. Sure. Uh, and that might just be what, like going backwards in time might just not make any sense. Yeah, probably not. That that just doesn't, that's not going to happen. Unfortunately. But it's, really, but it's really fun for a sci-fi movie. It's super fun, super awesome. Yeah. So uh, Thanos obviously creates a time rift coming back through from 2014. Right. Because, because that Thanos is supposed to go do bad things later on. Right. Um, are we to believe that Tony just, just his snap just, just erases that entire rift. I think that that's what 2014, right? That 20, well, I actually think that that 2014 Thanos doesn't get to go back. So there's an alternate timeline without Thanos there. Right. And time, so I do believe that by the, the TV show, Loki has explained this. There are different variants, different mm-hmm. versions of the timeline. So there is a world where there wasn't a Thanos post 2014. So that yeah. played out differently. I would think that the, the the TVA should have something to do with. They should have came to that battle and been like, just a bunch of guys in suits, and be, you know, been like, "Hey, hey, everybody, stop this! Stop this! This is just nothing to see here. Go back." Yeah, the most powerful authority in the the universe shows up, and they're like, "All right, that's yeah. enough." Yeah. Um, soul for a soul. Mm. This is how what I thought um, how we were going to get Natasha back originally, but. Shouldn't we get Natasha back if Steve Rogers puts the Soul Stone back at Morad? Yeah. At that point in time. He gave, he gave up a soul. He should get a soul back. Well, here's the thing. You get that back in that timeline. Mm-hmm. But where that's, that Morag is not our timeline. Mm-hmm. I think we have established that. Well, no. I think we have established. We had, 
because that's what the ancient one told us. We had to we had to put it back in the exact moment before at, that we took it, just so we can repeat that timeline. So here's a question: <laughs> that power, that power stone, right? He puts it back. He's not putting that's it back just... in 2012. The, oh no, the tesseract. The tesseract doesn't go back to 2012. It goes back to 1975, right? Right. He's, they they done screwed up 2012. So remember the the. It's uh, messed up. Then that's that, then that's what Loki. That's what we learned with Loki. That's why yeah, Loki gets arrested. Yeah, the ancient one. They blame like, Loki. It's not Loki's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, the TVA erased that thing. So they, they just blipped it out and that's all mm -hmm. back to normal. But like the thing that the ancient one was worried about totally happens. It just happens to not be the time stone. It was a Tesseract. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so the soul stone goes back in the right spot at the right time. We should get Natasha back. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So hey, maybe that happens. I mean, we'll is this like, is this like, you know, if you if you forget to so if you file your tax return and you owe money and you don't give them the money in time, they'll start charging you interest and right. late fees and all that stuff. But if you file your tax and you're supposed to get a refund and you don't get that refund in the time that they tell you, you don't get mm -hmm. to charge them anything. That's true. I think this is how this is working. It's yeah. The soul stone and stuff like that. You don't get your soul back. They get extra souls in that soul planet morag. Well, I mean, it's been used twice, and it's like there's two souls there. Hmm. RIP 2019 uh, Gamora. Right. Yeah. Bad deal. Yes. So, why? Do, what are the reasons why we love this movie? Dads, we are dads. Mm. Yes. This, this this podcast is in fact called Dad Pod. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you and I became friends as dads. True. We 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 are we are dads. This is what we do. Uh, there are so many dads in this movie. It's the most dadish MCU movie. It's certainly the most. It's probably the most dadish um, comic book movie. Maybe even action movie. Except for yeah. maybe the original the uh, the uh, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Commando, because he did that for his daughter. <laughs> he sure does. To yeah, save, that... to save to save a young Alyssa Milano. Yep. Good dad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, whose daughter doesn't have the crazy accent that he does. Yeah, never explain. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry about it <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, and actually, I am not sure that Commando holds up. So it's probably and canceled. Was, and it was probably not the greatest. It certainly wasn't the greatest Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s. That's like Predator yeah. or Terminator. Uh, I don't know that, that Commando is going to hold up. I haven't thought about it. I am sure there are problematic moments throughout. I'm sure that every black person in Commando gets shot unceremoniously, yep. which might be a problem. But anyway, dads. Yes. Yeah. So what are the best dad sort of moments in this movie? Well, there's a we lot. Start out, we start out with a heartbreaking one. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye, Clint, loses his entire family. I mean, what mm. a kick to the nuts that is. Yeah. Yeah, bad all, coin, coin flip there. Yeah. I mean, there were several moments where you're just like, this is not 50%. This is like 80% of the people in this room are yeah. you know, dying. Uh, to give credit to Thanos, uh, that does happen. Sometimes you get heads four times Six in a row. Six or seven times in a row, yeah. yeah. If you've ever seen the movie uh, 
Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. There's <laughs> a uh, they, they, they flip the coin and they're always it's always moving on heads. It's yeah. Always every time it's just always heads. Sort of, yeah. Um, Scott, when he gets released by the rat, um, first thing he really goes and does is finds his daughter. Yes. In a sweet moment, and she's like like an older teenager now, not like a kid. That one really hits me because of the bittersweetness of that moment. Yeah. And by the way, Scott's never getting those five years back. Right. Right. Snap happened. So you get everything there where like the relief, you see it right there. Mm-hmm. This is all done within like 30 seconds. So it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. The look on her face, the look right. on his face, the relief of seeing her. But remember from his point of view, he's only been gone for like, like a half hour or something like that. Five hours. Yeah. Like, let, like, he probably saw her this week. Right. And to <laughs> suddenly just know that time is gone, but also just to realize that she's there because he's seen the memorial. He knows what's happened to the world. That mix of relief and yet also loss. This is, again, why this movie is so great. Not a, not a line wasted, not a moment wasted. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Yeah. We get uh, Tony when, he, when we introduce his now four or five-year-old daughter. Um, which is a very sweet moment. Uh, she's got a helmet, uh, an Iron Man helmet on. Yep. That, and like, and uh, and it's just this little sweet little moment where you know she's playing out in a tent, and uh, and uh, he says, "Hey, are you hungry?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, sort of. And the next scene that we get with her is uh, at night as he's figuring out time machines and time travel and. First of all, um, he teaches her to curse, which is great. Yes. Um, they eat fruit pops. Yep. Bribes her with the fruit pop. Because... Fruit, fruit pop. Um, is Popsicle a brand name that you can't say? I believe it is actually a commercial name. Oh, pop. is it? Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I said Popsicle, if we can't say it. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can say Popsicle. Well, we, we'll give you this free advertisement, Popsicle. <laughs> anyway, I've just never called them fruit pops. Yeah. And then we get the I love you, the first I love you 3000. Excellent. Yeah. Classic. Sweet. Um, uh, we get when, when Tony goes back to the 1970s, uh, he meets his own father. Yep. Um, and they're talking about the fact that Howard is about to be a father. Yeah. And Tony is about to be born. And Tony is talking to his own father with the experience of being a father before Tony's father is in fact a father. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Only can be done with time travel. Again, we talked about how time travel can't happen, but this is why time travel is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you can have moments like this. Yeah. This, this is, is actually this is their equivalent of Marty McFly going and you know teaching his dad how to be a cool, you know, suave ladies man type. Right. Thing. So apparently when they wrote Back to the Future, the whole premise, the whole question was uh, the writers were, were asking, like, would I ever have been friends with my dad if we were the same age? And that the, the whole movie is a way of resolving that question, right? This one's wild where Tony's teaching his dad to be a good dad and how to reconcile being a dad for the first time. Yeah. Um, I really like this. I really love the actor. Um, the actor... Uh, can't remember his name, but he played uh, Roger Sterling for John Siderly, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he played uh, uh, Roger Sterling on Mad Men. He's great on that show. 
just like owned every scene that he was in. Yeah, uh, this is a much more uh, subdued uh, version of, of of the actor, but uh, he's great in this role. I, I I really liked the sort of the back and forth between uh, the two characters. It's just a really sweet moment. It's incredibly um, sweet, and it this is a. Uh we get stuff like this because of the power of the MCU where you can have a really accomplished actor mm-hmm. like uh, John Slattery in this pretty minor role, but it owns, yeah. totally owns. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he's not a dad in this uh, uh, movie, but, but, but happy with uh, Morgan Stark at the end offering to get her a bunch of cheeseburgers. It's such a sweet moment. Uh, and a very good dad moment. Yeah. Uh, Nebula, a great, Nebula. a great callback too to the first Iron Man. Yeah, when the, when he gets out of the desert and he's finally free, all he wants is a cheeseburger. Yeah, and we get. Um, I wouldn't have gone Burger King, but I guess they got paid by Burger King to get <laughs> free advertising there, uh, because you know Tony is famously in California. Yeah, um, yeah. you know you go in and out. I think if you're a Californian, hundred <laughs> percent. But. Uh, um, Nebula has a very complicated relationship with her father. Yeah, that's a bad one. Bad dad. It is a bad, it is a bad dad. Um, and this is similar. I mean, it's a, kind of a similar sort of relationship that we saw in Infinity War with uh, Gamora. And yeah. I love the Spider-Man Iron Man reunion. It's the it's the biggest reunion that we get at the end with with everybody sort of uh, back into existence. Um, you know, we had, we've set up over the course of, you know, a couple of movies prior that, you know, Iron Man was sort of the surrogate father for Peter. And, uh, you know, this comes to this moment. And then, you know, Peter is the first one to sort of see Iron Man when he's uh, dying at the end, too. And it's a little awkward, too, when they sort of pull him away. It's like, wait a minute, let's let his uh, wife get over there and say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I understand that you're emoting all over him right now, Peter, but let's let's like let's actually get Pepper in here. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of went through an order. You so said it was Peter, then Rhodey. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, surrogate son, best friend, yeah. and now yeah. actual wife. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's not a specific dad thing, but they open with a traffic song. Yeah. Dear Mr. Fantasy. That is totally like that's a dad song. Like that's a, that's gonna come up on like if you get like curated list through either spotify or apple music or whatever yeah dear mr fantasy is coming up on your dad rock essentials oh yeah mm-hmm. at, and it's actually at that moment i was this is another like oh yeah this is a made for gen x dad's kind of moment yeah and with that i think that's a good point for part one to end. all right well thank you shane thank you michael <laughs>